Greetings, survivors, and welcome to day 952 of Mercury, a broadcast of hope. I'm Dr. Rosalind Clark. Today, we are diving back into Sherman's diary. Sherman was a school bus driver before the fall, and we decided to share his story of survival by reading his entries from his diary. We've started at the beginning to look back on how things were almost three years ago when everything started. Sherman's story is uniquely his, but it might speak to what others went through at the time. His record of how things unfolded is interesting in light of how things are now, and I hope in hearing his words and reflecting on his experiences, it can help us deal with and learn from our collective experience. Today I'm reading what he wrote on May 15th, 2017. I'm worried about the kids. They closed the schools down. I'm sure it's the right thing to do considering the rapid spread of this virus or whatever it is. I mean, keeping our children safe is the most important thing that we can do, but I'm worried for a number of reasons. First of all, the kids in my roots are in an underprivileged neighborhood. Most, if not all of them, are on free or reduced breakfast and lunch. In fact, many of them are so food insecure at home that school is the only place that they can depend on a good meal every day. In the summer, there's a program that's depend on run out of a local church funded by the state that fills in those meals for them. What are they supposed to do now? That program isn't scheduled to start until school was supposed to get out in three weeks. Maybe they will start it early, but where is the funding going to come from? It's a volunteer-run program. How are they going to get it all set up early with no advance notice? Is the state going to step in and provide for these kids? Then there are the Wilson kids. Their home is so unstable that there were times this school year when the youngest, Timmy, didn't want to get off the bus at their stop, and his sister Angela practically dragged him off crying. I've called social services on that house twice now, but the kids keep getting placed back in the home. School is a safe place for them. Now they're going to be stuck in that house without a responsible and caring adult to intervene on their behalf. I'm worried about those kids. When I drove by the park today, it was packed like any other nice spring day. No social distancing was going on, which is what's been recommended for now. Rather than being a warning to people that something serious is going on here, they seem to be taking school shutting down as summer breaks starting early. None of those people seem even a little bit phased. It was life as usual, regardless of the news reports, the infection numbers, and the death reports. Not that any of the numbers that are coming out are even a little bit reliable. They are all over the map with different sources reporting different things, some even still maintaining that this whole thing is a politically driven mass hoax. When I drove my route dropping them off for the final time, I got hugs from some of the kids. Unlike the usual last day of school with its 
excitement and energy. This time there was nervousness and anxiety. There was less laughter and more silence. Even some tears. These kids really don't know what's going on. None of us do really. I take comfort in that there were only a couple of weeks of school remaining before summer break was to begin. If this had happened in, say, March, what would have become of the rest of the school year? Would they have canceled everything all at once or started with a two-week break like the governor did with the state, only to extend it two weeks later as the numbers continued to climb? Some families have the resources to continue their children's education from home. They have tablets, laptops, and reliable internet. Teachers will be able to continue with remote learning. But what about the kids that don't have those things? What about the families with two working parents that can't sit down with their kids for homeschooling every day? The divide between the haves and the have-nots would deepen. The privileged and those left behind would perpetuate. That gap would not be able to be easily closed either with the continuation of with life as normal next fall, God permitting. As things continue to get worse, I worry more about the kids. But I have something that others don't. I have my bus and my route and a relationship with these families. Tomorrow, Mildred and I are loading the bus with sandwiches and a few supplies and driving my route to check on everybody. It's the least we can do. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in today. What I like about this entry in Sherman's Journal is that even then, before anyone even knew what was going on, Sherman and his wife were determined to take care of others. That's what he had to do then. And we continue to do now. For Mercury, a broadcast of hope, I'm Dr. Rosalind Clark. Take care of each other.